Welcome to Zanta on the Move. I'm your host, Bonnie Winfrey, club president of the Zanta Club of Joliet, Illinois, and my co-hosts are Lisa Pappas and Pat Perrier. Today on our podcast, we are privileged to talk to the president of Zanta International, Uta Schultz of Ferdinand, Germany, who has been involved with Zanta since 1991. President Uta, welcome to the show. Tell our audience what attracted you to Zanta and why you joined. Thank you, Bonnie and Lisa and Pat, for having me in your show. It's a great honor um, having this conversation with you. Yeah, what attracted me to join Zanta, it's quite a long time ago. I'm a member since more than 30 years. So when I joined Zanta, it was interesting for me to meet with so many women from different professions, different backgrounds. Um, and I did not join the club in my town where I'm living. I joined the club in the next uh, city, which was 30 kilometers away. And it was also interesting to go to the city and to see um, some of the parts and meet people in the museum and in um from any other, yeah, various backgrounds mm-hmm. and bear, and different ages as well. So I learned a lot from, especially from the elderly women, from their career, from their life, from their experiences. Yeah, that was that's why I said it's interesting. I can look outside the box and get to know more from other people. Mm-hmm. So why did you join? I know that um, you learned a lot from the older people and other things. Was there just that one particular thing about Zanta Zanta that really attracted you? I honestly did not know much about Zanta Uh when I joined. (laughs) We hear that a lot. (laughs) I would say that is probably the usual answer. (laughs) I knew the the members in the club. I Uh knew the, the women in the club. They were interesting, very lively, interesting characters. I was one of the youngest, uh, and a friend, a friend in my in my town where I'm living. She's also a lawyer. She's a public prosecute, prosecutor. She invited me to to her club, and I was there several times. And then one day, I was invited to join the club. And yeah. That is great. Step by step, I learned a bit about Santa. <laughs> that is great. I believe we were like all prepared to be Zantans. Um How were you prepared, you think, through your childhood? I think I just think there was a little bit of development in all of us. Yes, that's right. So, um, so I, I think in a way, my father was my mentor. For my profession, for my career, he encouraged me to go to university. And uh, when I finished school, and it was a question what to do in my job, and um, I wanted like I, my my first choice was to study art. And um, my father didn't say much. He only said, "Well." You can make, you can study whatever you want to, but you must be able to make your own living. Mm-hmm. That's, you earn your own money and you are not dependent on anyone. So that's what he said. And then I switched to law. And I think my parents were very relieved that, that <laughs> to study law and not art. I can relate to that. I was going to be a music major and my mother said, "Uh uh-huh, how are you going to eat? (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, when I started studying law, I always started with the option doing something in the art sector afterwards. Mm -hmm. Law was a very broad field. So I thought, well, you have a good fundament, a good basis, good education, and then you can see perhaps there's something in an auction house or any in any art sector. But then it developed completely differently. Hmm. So what type of art were you into? I did painting. Oh, great. Yes, yes. 
And I know when my time as president is over, uh-huh. I want to pick up again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you, you're an attorney. I say once an attorney, always an attorney. Um, how long did you work in your field? I was there for more than 25, nearly 30 years, 25, seven, yeah, 28 years. Wow. What phase of um, law did you work in? Um, so it's um, in German, when you study law in Germany, mm-hmm. you go to university and after this, you have um, a practical uh, time and you have to pass the second examinations and then you are a lawyer in Germany um, and you can start any field you want to. It's mm. very broad education mm-hmm. um, and you can choose where to go. And during my the three years of the practical work, um, I was uh, for half a year at the um, at the local government um, as an attorney of the local government, and I worked there in the administration, and that was very interesting, and that attracted me to go to local government um, and to apply there for a job as the. Uh, as a lawyer or a syndicus of a local government, it was interesting for me because I, I did not, I was no specialist on one special field of law. I had to keep all um, up to date, and the employees in the local government they were very well um, educated in their field, also in their field. Uh, in context with law, but when it was a bit aside, a bit apart, they needed help. And that was interesting for me, working together with engineers, with uh, nurses, with kindergarten, with teachers, with technicians, all kind of staff in the government and bringing my law part and we worked together and I learned a lot about construction, about buildings, about houses, about wastewater was always an issue. Sure. So that was interesting. It was never routine. Um, Every day was different. And sometimes when I thought, so that may be a very easy, quiet day, then something happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I had really difficult difficulties to get lunch. uh, (laughs) So, but it was, yeah, nice. And I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Have to improvise um, and see what you learned, what I learned. And with the years, you get more and more routine and you are quite uh, safe in your job and cool and not afraid for any new topics. Mm. Wow. That is great. I like you, Uta. Um, became club president after uh, being second vice president. Mm. Uh, What was that term like for you? Yes, I was not really well prepared. Um, It was for me, in a way, with my experience on local government, it was a bit easier to handle the discussions at the club meeting, mm-hmm. to prepare the meeting. That was part of my job in local government as well, mm-hmm. to prepare the meetings of the councillors and to attend the meetings and to watch if all the legal affairs are correct. So I knew some of the procedures, mm-hmm. sure. but uh, I learned a lot um, about organizing events and things like this. Yeah. But it was an interesting time. I had, I had a nice fellow board members and got their support. So we, we were quite a good team. And um, I was not expected. So uh, I was the second vice president and the vice president who should step in as president, she could not do it for, um, for personal reasons. That's why they asked me. And um, that is also why I haven't had that much preparation before as a vice president. But it worked. Yeah, it worked. 
And then I said, now I'm a happy past president and I go to the meeting and I will enjoy uh, nice and, and nice club meetings and friendship and with interesting topics. That is great. What advice do you have for club presidents? Um, we want them all to be successful. So what would you have to say to them? Yes, what to say, what the advice. So build a good team that you are not alone. Discuss in the team. Take decisions, important decisions with others in the team. I think that's important that you always can say, so we as a board, we decided to do this or that, when it's perhaps not very comfortable, this decision, uh, so that you are not alone. And have a good team, be a good team player, share experiences, delegate to your club board members. I think that's important. And, and never think that you have to accomplish 100%. No one else knows your 100%. Perhaps 90% or 80% is okay (laughs) because they don't know your 100%. So um, be, you know, it's it's a marathon, you know. It's not a sprint being a president for two years. (laughs) You have to budget your your energy. (laughs) Um, that's all great it's advice. It's really great advice. You don't have to have the drive to do everything 100%. Well, I think that speaks also, Uta, to our experiences in Zanta because I'm also a past president and I thought, oh, I can sit back now. <laughs> no. I haven't sat back yet, Just, but that's okay. But I think I always tell new members, it's going to take you a good solid year to learn the acronyms. It's going to take you a while to understand what we're talking about, and then you'll find something that lights you up, and then you want to do it. So you're right. Zanta membership itself is a marathon and not a sprint. And certainly the offices, the board responsibilities as well are the same thing. And I think that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Terrific advice. I'm taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So when we are talking about the acronyms, this is really... uh, a topic, a point for me, um, because I don't like the acronyms in Sonta. I always see them. And sometimes when I'm reading a text and then I stop and say, oh, what does this mean now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and think yeah. about, I think we should be more thoughtful with using acronyms because when we want to be visible, when we want that other people understand our message, also the simple or new club members understand our messages, uh, we should not talk in acronyms because this is, for me, a language of specialists, mm-hmm. uh, of insiders. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yes. I always uh, thought it was a sort have- of shorthand that when, because when I was a new member, I would think, I don't want to look stupid in front of these women because these women are impressive in what they've done, but I don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, even happens to me nowadays, still, <laughs> as a president. So you don't have to be ashamed. And that is why I'm, I'm asking everyone to be more thoughtful in using acronyms and to avoid them. Absolutely. Got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that you would rise to become international president? No, never. <laughs> never. Well, what motivated you to continue on? Um, that's interesting. So I was uh, I was a governor, and then that was at the time I was still working full time working. But then uh, I also was during my full time work. I was international committee chair for several biennia. And when I stopped my my uh, work in the local government and I switched to consulting and mediation, I had more time. I was I'm working from home. I'm working freelance. I'm more flexible with my time. I thought so. I it would be interesting to be a part of the international board, and this is why I was um, appointed, uh, or why I was um, yeah appointed or uh, sent in the the application for um, international director. And uh, I said. 
either I'm elected, I'm happy. If I'm not elected, I'm happy too, because I have more time. <laughs> uh, so I was happy, I was elected. And it was very interesting. It was many, many new things um, in the first year. But after a while, I thought it's really interesting. And it's a pity that after two years, it's already over. I mm. get the feeling I'm getting more information, getting more understanding. Mm -hmm. So what a pity that I have to leave the board. And that's why I applied for um, vice president. And I also was elected for vice president. And I always said, I look, when I like it, I continue. When I don't like it, I don't continue. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do it. I don't need it for my ego. Right. Mm -hmm. And I did like it. And then I became the president-elect and with the consequence being president. So they are all together eight years on the board. And I really must say, I grew into this position and I learned a lot from biennium to biennium. Um, and so this is what is interesting and exciting for me. Nice. Wonderful. Wow. So as president of Zanta International, what has been your goals for the organization? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One goal is, it's for me very important to be visible and mm -hmm. seen by other people that we are no longer the best kept secret in the world. <laughs> and uh, We have the same goal. So yeah, we do. Why, in this context, this is also why I, I address acronyms, <laughs> but we want to be visible and seen and understood by people also outside Sontag. Mm -hmm. We have to speak a language that is understood by people. Uh, and this is why I suggested to change our motto from service to advocacy uh, to build a better world for women and girls. Uh -huh. Because um, I think this is a language that everyone can understand. Yes, And everyone says Yes, that's right. We mm -hmm. have to build a better world for women and girls. So um, when you talk to your to the people on the market with a taxi driver, with people in the shop, or mm -hmm. with your hairdresser, with everyone, we have it's easy for us to spread our message and to explain people what we are doing. So this is for me an important point, being much more visible, being much more well known in the world. And with that, more visibility and more knowledge about Sonta, mm -hmm. we are more attractive for new members and we are also attractive for more donors. And both is important for us, members and funds for mm -hmm. our project. That is mm -hmm. awesome. So, President Utu, Iti, you have traveled the world and um, met thousands of women. I know you've experienced a lot. Can you tell us some stories? From my travels. As oh, president, wow. in, all, in all the various different yeah. places you've been as president. Yeah, it was for me absolutely overwhelming to go to the Asian Inter-District Meeting, mm -hmm. where all the clubs from Asia meet from India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bangladesh, but then they go to Philippines, uh, Macau, Hong Kong, uh, everywhere. So that was a meeting in April last year, and they meet every second year. And they came, they, their, their passion was overwhelming. They traveled in groups. I was really amazed about the friendship in the clubs, they traveled with their club. They all had the same jacket. We see it sometimes <laughs> at convention when they come. They all have their jacket in special colors, sometimes a new jacket for, the, for every day. So um, they had music with their own musicians. They are so talented. They made the show program on the stage. It was such a vibrant, interesting meeting with a lot of diverse culture, diverse Asian culture. Yeah, 
that was great. It was a huge participants. So there were about um, 700 um, participants from all over Asia. That was really fantastic. Are there any other stories that stand out or experiences? Yes, it was interesting for me to go to India for a site visit and especially to Mozambique. Last um, autumn, I was in Mozambique for a site visit to the child marriage project. I've never been to this part of the world in Africa. Uh, It was interesting to go into the villages in the northern part of Mozambique, meet the people in the villages and go there with the UNICEF and UNFPA staff. And it was very interesting to hear from the people in the communities that they said that climate change and Mm. the impact of the climate is a huge driver for child marriage in their country Mm. because Mm. their country is so vulnerable Mm -hmm. to cyclones. They have a two and a half thousand kilometer, kilometer coast to the Indian Ocean. And they are often cyclones. And the cyclones destroy the villages and the houses. And when the people have no money to build the houses up again, they sell their, their asset. And that is their daughter. Wow. So yep. <laughs> uh, I was so surprised to hear such a clear connection between child marriage and climate change. And, wow. uh, and the fear of the people of mm-hmm an increasing uh, impact of climate change. Uh, And this is, I think, it's really confirmed for me that it's right that we address this topic and that we address women's rights in a changing environment. And that it's important that the needs for women are seen that uh, no girl has to be sold from into marriage just to get money for for a new roof of the house. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we address this topic and that we always put it in context with women's issues and women's rights mm-hmm. because we know that women are in danger because of a changing climate and they are those who suffer most. And that's why it's important, an important issue to address it. We've heard that from other guests that we've had um, on our podcast. Uh, For example, one of our members, Pam Hunty, is an anthropologist, and she spoke about conditions in Afghanistan and Mm -hmm. India with much the same um, emphasis where it was the women, whether because of wars or other political actions, but then also because of the climate, they were left with home and hearth, and home and hearth was a desert with no resources. Mm. So I this what you said just speaks on so many levels really does across the the world for women. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm really glad that Zanta is recognizing that. Madagascar <clears throat> for a site visit for the project uh, Let Us Learn Madagascar and we went to the very very far south of the country. Madagascar is one of the poorest countries and the south is the poorest part. And we've been there in, in a region where they haven't had rain since 10 years. Wow. So you can imagine who goes to the dwell to get the water mm-hmm. and who walks there for hours to get the water. And have they have to prepare the water to use it in addition to this. So it's the women who suffer most and who have to feed the children and the family and who are who feel the most responsibility to do so. So this is this is an important point, an important topic for Zonta. Yes. So Zonta International is comprised of, what, 25,000 women in 62 countries. How do you manage this organization? I think we are, in the meantime, 65 countries. 65, oh, wow. great. Wonderful. At least we are growing our club creators that we have on international and district level mm-hmm. are really passionate. And we have quite a lot of new clubs now in this biennium and also new Santa countries. We just um, acknowledged Madagascar as a new Santa country. And we have a new club in Rwanda 
So we are very proud to expand. But uh, how to handle it? It's not easy. Uh, but I'm not alone. I have a fantastic board and a fantastic team at headquarters. Um, at the, before the biennium starts, we have a governor's orientation. So all the governors come to headquarters in Chicago and they meet each other. They bond. They also chat together. This is their, their peer group for the biennium and beyond. Uh, and also we have regular calls with the governors. We have the goals, biennial goals, and I drafted the goal for each committee and distributed it to the governors and to the committee chairs so that they all know what should be done in this biennium. Mm -hmm. And from time to time, we have the governor calls uh, and with governors and ICCs when we give them the update and we have a conversation about their questions. And anyway, every governor who has any issues uh, can reach out to me and to our executive director, Megan, at headquarters, and we support them and try to solve everything and give them support, um, all the support they need. So the governors are a very important position in our center world because they are the the level between international and clubs or areas they are the one who have to transport our mission to club level and of course we have newsletters mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. are sent out to every club member mm -hmm. we have newsletters that go out the leadership update that goes out to our center leaders uh, governors, ICCs, um, club presidents, that they get first-hand information. So, uh, yeah, it's mm. important um, to have this close connection and mutual communication. Um, and wonderful. I have fantastic, passionate governors. I, I'm really happy with them. And they do a great job. That is great. When I became a member of Zanta, I was chosen to be PR chair. And um, I didn't like people saying, um, what is Zanta? <laughs> Just like you referenced before. My background is in media. I've worked in TV and uh, radio, newspapers, all kinds of print, magazine, you name it. And uh, I, along with Pat and Lisa, we just started creating more ways for visibility so people would know more about the great things the club was doing. And one of the things that we started doing was utilizing the media more and getting the yeah. media involved in our different events, you know, so that people can see them, you know, in the the post effect of what happened, um, as well as they saw at the events media there. So, you know, they that said us that spoke volumes too to this club is about more than what we know we need to get more involved and find out um, what it's about. And I know you share those same sentiments for what you're doing, but do you have any other advice as far as um, improving the visibility of Zanta? Advice to our club members or club? Just or? in general to the public. Yeah, so I say, I think... For us, Santians, be bold, be there, be visible, and talk about Santa. Mm -hmm. um, the best way, the best way to start is when people are asking you what what do you do in Santa, and you don't really know how to explain it. You can start with we build a better world for women and girls, and then mm -hmm. you tell them how we are doing this. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think what you are doing is the right way with the media. And also this podcast is a wonderful thing to spread the Sonta message yes. and to make people curious what, what is Sonta and what, is, what more is behind our, our organization. Um, this is very important. Uh, for me, it's really the key uh, because it also goes back to membership and fundraising, and, but visibility uh, is, is the key to be seen. Uh, and each of us, is a PR chair for Santa. Mm -hmm. When we see all mm -hmm. our posts in social media and uh, each of us can share 
the posts from Sonta International that we prepare. <laughs> they can share it and mm-hmm. with their own comment. And then it really gets a huge, um, a huge uh, um, distribution in social media. We all can do this. We cannot only delegate uh, visibility uh, and PR to a few members in our club. That is so true. <laughs> Each of us. You are speaking our language. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's funny because now with Bonnie being our club president, I've taken back PR because I also entered and they said, hey, you can do PR because I was in marketing for years. Um, and I get up for my report and everybody, I just get the feeling they're rolling their eyes and I don't care because I tell them, get on your social media, share what's on our page, join our page and get involved. Exactly. Yeah. And then Lisa. Just have a look. We have a professional team for communications at headquarters. Mm -hmm. They spread messages on social media uh, constantly uh, it's not, it's just a, a message, not much, but you can click on it, share it with your own comment, and you distribute it. It's easy. You don't have to write a lot. You just have to put right. a hashtag Sonta in it and perhaps a little comment from your side, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's easily done. Yep. That's the message Lisa has been trying to get across, too. Yeah. Right, Lisa? Yeah, we just need more exposure. The more the more people share, the more they see our name out there, the more they see us in the, in the newspaper and, and on social media, the more, the less often they're going to say, what is Zonta? <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, it piggybacks off that because if they see it on the Zonta page, that's great. But then they're going to see it on Lisa's page. And I'm Lisa's friend from high school that yeah. hasn't seen her in forever. And she's talking about this Zonta thing. So I want to know more. Mm-hmm. People underestimate the reach that their own personal social media presence has. Exactly. Exactly. That's a secret. That's a secret. You reach all your, your friends, your community around the world mm-hmm. and, and spread the message. And perhaps it crosses with another okay. friend. And then the, the person says, well, now I get it again from, from another part of the world, but also about Santa. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell our audience what your motto for life is and what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. That's a pleasure. Yes, with <laughs> pleasure. My motto of life is be flexible in your hips. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it's for me, it's important. Uh, what I mean with this motto is. For me, flexibility is also resilience. Mm. Uh, so when the when the surrounding changes, the conditions change, the circumstances change, you have to go with the flow, and you have to uh, have to see the change, and yeah, change as well. Otherwise, when you do not change or do not react. Um, you know, your spin gets broken. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a grass or weeds or, or, or reeds. You know, when when the wind comes, they are flexible in their spin. Mm-hmm. And they move and they don't get broken. And that's for me an important point. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. I know we talked a little bit about um, building a better world for women and girls. Um, Hmm. Just want to elaborate a little bit more on that and talk about in practical terms, what are some things that um, we can do to get that messaging out more and what can we do in the planning of our events and et cetera to make it plain, like you said earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for me, it's always a point that, you know, we have a two year biennium cycle. Mm hmm. And I understand that new presidents, when I think about club presidents or district governors, when they are new, that they want to do everything what they ever wanted to do. And they want to leave their own footprint. And they say, now we do it like this. Everything new, new projects, new awards, perhaps everything and then there's a new one in two years, and she also wants to do everything new. And I think that is not 
the best way when we really want to be, when we want to leave one footprint for the organization mm -hmm. and not hundreds of footprints from mm -hmm. each different clubs. So this is why we, with the board, we drafting the strategic plan for Santa International. Thanks. Uh, and we have some, we identified some key topics in the, for the strategic plan and some strategies and some tactics how to accomplish this. We are working on this. We published the strategic plan after, uh, in, in June this year. And we are in communication with the districts. And we are also preparing examples how districts can adapt these strategies for district level and clubs on club level. That's awesome. So that means when we really focus on some key topics, this is better than having too many topics. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. and yes. Having no clear profile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is why I think we all should have a look at this strategic plan and then the clubs can develop their key points from the international strategic plan, but then they can say this and that is important for me and that is where we want to focus on. That's absolutely like textbook organizational development mm -hmm. and that's so yeah. refreshing to hear. Yeah. All of us that have been president kind of know, yeah, you're right. I, I want to make my mark. You know, yeah. my mark when I was president is I wanted to get us to a 501c3. Well, that did not happen. <laughs> However, it has <laughs> happened and I'm Finally. still here. So I consider that a win. Yeah. But you're right to have a cohesive message where we can leave that big Zanta footprint would be so much better for our visibility and for our um, reputation as a women's club and for exactly. our interactions with other clubs. We'd have that yeah. commonality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we can easily ex explain what we are doing, where, where do we stand for? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I like the example when, and I, when I had the governor's orientation, mm -hmm. um, I used an example, a picture. So where I'm sitting here in my home in Germany, we have a We have a glass house extension to our house with a glass roof. Mm -hmm. And in spring and in autumn, I look at the roof and I see the geese on the sky. Mm. And they fly in a formation, mm -hmm. a V-flop formation. Mm -hmm. And the geese, they know where they go to. They have one direction. They have one drive. And when one geese in the in the front, when she is exhausted, one of the goose is exhausted, the front, then she goes back to the end, and the next one goes to the, mm -hmm. to the front, and she flies and she leads. When she is exhausted, she goes back, and the next comes. So with this rotation, the geese can accomplish, or one single geese can accomplish to fly from Africa to Europe across the continents. Mm -hmm. One goose could never do that. Mm -hmm. She can only accomplish that in the team with the others. But they all know the direction where they go. And this is, for me, a good picture for the strategic plan. We I love it. Goal, we know yeah. where to go. And we all drive in this direction. And we have some leaders, and they take lead for a time, and then they can relax and others take over. But we all know our message and the way where we go to. Absolutely. That's awesome. In your last year as president, what are some of your goals? Just off the top of your head, what are some of your goals? Still working on visibility, mm -hmm. on expanding Sontag, creating new clubs, uh, entering new countries. I think these two points are very important. And um, we're, still, we're still working on this. Hmm. What has been the hindrances as far as going into new countries? Pardon? What has been some of the obstacles involved in going into new countries? 
yes to develop them yeah we have to we have to find people in the country who are passionate for the santa's spirit for the santa idea and um and they have to find a group of people in their country so it's not easy for instance now we are going to form a new club in madagascar Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people in the country and there were some connections from district 18 uh, from from African Santians to Madagascar and they identified uh, someone who could take up the lead but then they have to spread the Santa message and especially when there is a huge distance between the countries uh, you must be able to give them advice to give them information you cannot be there in person probably mm-hmm. So you have to do it somehow online. Um, and this is a challenge. Mm. Um, yeah, this is a challenge to mm. do it. But uh, we're doing really great progress this biennium, um, not only with new countries, also with new clubs. Um, I appointed a team or appointed a chief club creator for our Santa world on international level. So, and I asked all the districts to have a team of club creators uh, in their district. And these club creators should be experienced Santians, perhaps a past governor or someone who already formed a club who knows about the process, who know about Santa, who are not shy, who are bold enough to telephone perhaps to strange people and talk to them about Santa, to have a booth somewhere and inform about Santa. So um, who really don't have anything else to do than just thinking about how can we expand, which strategy could we have, where are tactics, where are places in our district or in our part of the world where no clubs are, but where important and interesting men and women are who might join our our message. <laughs> so um, this is a very creative and, and very uh, committed group and they are doing fantastic. And it's nice to see to how, how the, our idea goes around the world and uh, others pick it up. That's, that's really great. Great. I want to switch gears a little bit. And I know that you are a business coach. So what advice would you have for entrepreneurs for the year 2024? Yeah, be curious. (laughs) Um, Go when there are any opportunities for you. Try it. Be courageous. And see that you have a good network and a group of like-minded people around where you have the possibility to chat, to get advice, to uh, to get support. I think that's important. That's great advice for, for all sorts of things. It is. <laughs> it is. I, I, as I said before, when we were just chatting to get sound levels, I'm, I'm a yoga studio owner. And of course, (laughs) you know, we've had our difficulties with the COVID and all of that sort of thing. And I, those are great pieces of advice because we get so stuck in our routine of how we've always done it. But to take that step out and to take that step forward is actually um, good for our own personal growth as well. So I thank you for that advice. Yeah, I truly do. Something that everybody can utilize. You're right. Yeah. So what about one more piece of advice that you would want to leave for your successor? I don't leave advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer, actually. <laughs> she will do her, she will make her way. <laughs> I get it. And sometimes that's the best way to be. <laughs> Oh, President. And she also grows. You know, we grow from biennium to biennium and we learn from each other. Yes, absolutely. President Uti, we have just loved talking with you and it's been a pleasure to having you on the podcast. Um, We just love what you're doing 
with Zonta International. We just thank you for just considering our club and our podcast Yes, for you, you to be a part of this today. And we're going to spread your messaging it out to other Zonshans as well as to our other listening audience. And we just, again, thank you for being a part of this podcast. We really appreciate thank you, you so affirming the, the beliefs that we hold yes. about how much more we want to make our club visible yes. um, and, and how important it is to simplify our message. And I really love changing services and advocacy to build a better world for women and girls. Yeah. It's so much more direct mm-hmm. and so much easier to market and promote. It yeah. really is. It's so much easier for someone, as you were talking about, with inclusion and exclusion. It's so much easier for people to grasp that idea. And yeah. so yeah. we really have enjoyed this. And thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast, Bonnie, Lisa, and Pat. It's a great, it was such a great pleasure talking to you. And I think you are awesome. Because Thank what you. What you're doing with your podcast is the best way to spread the Santa message. Wasn't it great being with President Guti? Yeah. It was. It was a wonderful discussion. Yeah, it was. Um, I I really value the things that she said. Um, she's absolutely wonderful and had um, just tons of wisdom to share. So that was really good. Yep. So speaking of the Zanta Club of Joliet, we have some activities coming up, events. So first of all, let's talk about the first one, Lisa. We have the fundraiser, right? Yes, we have our annual fundraiser on February 9th. Um, it is called Magnificent Mardi Gras. It will be at the <clears throat> the Jacob Henry Mansion on Victoria Ballroom. There's going to be music and um, Creole food and raffles and all sorts of fun to be had. Um, tickets are on sale on Eventbrite. You can just look for Joliet Zanta on Eventbrite and you can find the tickets for that event. Mm-hmm. You can also bug your local Zanchan, and I'm pretty sure she has, has tickets, tickets too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yes. And then coming up in March, we have for Women's History Month, we have um, our was Luna Fest in the past. Right but now it's, it's now the, the Zanta, Zanta Film, Film Festival. Festival. It's called Through Our Eyes, mm-hmm. um, and we're no longer able to partner with um, the Luna Bar Company. They've taken a break from from um, doing their Luna Fest. Um, but they connected us with a different um, film distributor called Wild and Scenic. And they have been working with all sorts of different Zonta groups because there are quite a few Zonta groups that um, have done their LunaFest uh, or have done LunaFest. And so um, Wild and Scenic focuses on women in um, nature and in the environment. And so it's a pretty good connection, especially with all the climate um, change concepts that um, Uti talked about as well. So um, they have connected with us. We are going to do the film festival on March 21st. It will be at the Renaissance Center in downtown Joliet. Tickets will go on sale um, probably February um, 10th or so. Um, And we're looking forward to probably six to eight films that will feature women um, having to deal with the environment and climate um, change and just women's um, um, issues. Yeah, Yeah. and and during Women's History Month, we'll have some other things, too, that we can talk about later as well. Yeah, we'll be doing some sort of a program on social media for that. I would like to bounce back to the uh, Mm -hmm. fundraiser event, the Mm -hmm. Magnificent Mardi Gras, just to put a plug in that we are honoring as our Woman of Distinction, Yes, Amira Abu Youssef, who was one of our podcast guests. She was great. And um, the Women of Distinction... Zanta, our, our club has two specific awards. We have the Woman of the Year, which is a, an award given one time to a member. You can only receive it one time during your membership. And then we have the Woman of Distinction, which we started a number of years ago because we realized we had a rich history of women in the Will County area. Um, one of our first awardees was the first woman pharmacist in Will County who owned her own business <laughs> for decades and, you know, things like that. The first United Airlines pilot, we've had trailblazers, and we've had women who've been pioneers in their field. And those of you who have not heard Amira's um, 
visit to our podcast, go find it because it was awesome. <laughs> and she is just the same, only doing things a little bit differently. And we are so proud of her as a woman who has made her mark in the field of uh, domestic violence prevention and supporting victims. So we're very happy to honor her at this uh, fundraising yes. event. Yes. That is so that. good. So um, Donta is on the move. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing a lot more this year, and you'll hear that. And we want you to just stay tuned to us because um, we're going to be bringing you a lot of topics and Uh, special interests and things of that nature here on the podcast so just want to thank you all for joining us and until next time Zanta's Zanta's on the move move. (laughs) Zanta on the move is hosted and produced by Bonnie Winfrey Pat Perrier and Lisa Pappas It is engineered and edited by Alex Melkars. Zanta on the Move is recorded in the WCSF studio on the campus of the University of St. Francis in Joliet, Illinois. The views reflected in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the University of St. Francis, WCSF, University Administration, or the Catholic Diocese of Joliet.